You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, you ready to take a trip, bro? Yes, sir. (laughs) I guess we are going into the Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about some teams that clinched a playoff berth, some teams that are dead, some brutal injuries, next year's projected salary cap, survivor picks, fantasy go-backs, and of course, we'll preview some of the biggest games coming up in week 15 of the NFL, but Dave can't take a trip into the zone without the nugs, bro, lay it on us. Yeah, dude, okay, I've got some nugulars for the people, man, it's Buffalo and New England with the chance to clinch with a win. Simple equation right there. Win and you're in. They'll join Baltimore and Kansas City in the AFC already in. San Francisco with the same deal. Win and you're in. They'll join the Saints as teams in the NFC. And then Green Bay and Seattle can also clinch, but they'll need a combo of other events uh, to go with it, like another team losing or ties and all that nonsense. So, um Lots of playoff implications heading into this weekend, Casey. What about the death? We got to pour a little out for the homies. Yes, we do, Casey. It's my Los Angeles Chargers uh, and the Jets and the Jaguars. They join the Dolphins and the Bengals uh, in the AFC as teams eliminated from Super Bowl contention. In the NFC, uh, it's the Bucks, Panthers, and Redskins joining the Lions, Cardinals, Falcons, and Giants as teams eliminated from contention to win the Super Bowl, man. Uh, dude, speaking of those stupid Giants, it felt so disgusting rooting for that dumb-faced <laughs> Eli playing just good enough to be like a piece of crap at the end. You Ugh. knew they were going to lose that way. I that did. Way. You knew you were going to waste your, all your energy on that anyways, Casey. Ugh, it feels dirty, dude. I need to yeah. take a shower. It yeah, was so gross. Ugh. <laughs> All right, Dave, some brutality, though, for some teams that are in playoff contention, yeah. some big names going out in Week 14. Yeah, the first one that jumped out at me is Rashad Penny. Oh. I was a fan of his in college. He was really just uh, starting to come on in the last handful of weeks, scoring some touchdowns, and you could see that burst that made him a first-round draft pick for the Seattle Seahawks uh, coming out of San Diego State. It was so so disappointing uh, for him to blow his ACL. And yeah. obviously, the, you know, a, a team heading towards the playoffs and – now they lose one of their one-two punch right there. And then, dude, Marcus Davenport, bro, for the Saints, man. Yeah. Last year's draft, they traded two first-round picks and a fourth to get him. He was a backup a rookie, but he was really coming on this mm-hmm. year. Um, they're going to miss him on that Saints defense with that front four that have been pretty good so far. Uh, devastating loss for those guys. Yeah, and Casey, Alshon Jeffrey, the Eagles, obviously uh, – it came up limping uh, early in the game, and yeah. he's out, uh, looks like, for the season uh, as well. That's the second uh, time that I needed just a couple of points out of Alshon Jeffrey, and he got hurt. The last time was in warm-ups, so this one he kept me going a little bit longer uh, and, of course, uh, came up empty on me fantasy-wise. Oh, brutality, dude. <laughs> All right, Dave. Speaking of next year when these guys are going to be back, looks like there's going to be some buku Dolores for the teams moving forward. Yeah, dude. I mean, the, the the projections for the cap came out, and it is 
201.2 for next year. Um, this year it was 188.2. So it looks like it'll be about a $10 million leap. And that will be the seventh straight year uh, in this new, in this recent uh, collective bargaining agreement that it has gone up by at least 10 million bucks in a, uh, you know, between seasons. So that is a heck of a nice little boost. Hopefully that means the players realize as we approach the end of this uh uh, collective bargaining agreement here that expires in 2020 hopefully that you know everybody realizes hey this thing is going pretty good man yeah don't kill the golden goose man they've uh, seen how uh awful that can be yep. in the other leagues so be smart get it done and uh do not delay the football because it's always a fevered pitch ready to get that stuff but dave no speaking doubt. of fever dude the holiday season is upon us oh and yeah the shopping frenzies out there if you don't want to hit the malls and the stores and deal with the parking and, and all that does? crap nobody <laughs> not this guy i like the ease of shopping from my couch in my pajamas so i do a lot of shopping on amazon and if you're like us before you do shop at amazon head on over to the footballdudes.com click on our amazon button it won't cost you a dime but might make us a few bucks we greatly appreciate it unless you don't want my kid getting that lego set that she's clamoring for so you know it's up to you but that's where that money's going so uh, you do us a solid there do something for the kid man Man, do it for the kids. All right, David, it's time to get into the survival pool. Three strikes, my friend. All right, so we're both officially eliminated from this, but for some reason the game continues on for the rest of the people, Casey. <laughs> and so the most popular correct pick this week was Green Bay over Washington. Uh, that one was a pretty clear uh, no-brainer there. The mo this one was a shocker, though. The most uh, popular incorrect uh, pick was Houston over Denver. Denver getting it done. Wow. Saw that coming. Yeah, and then on Thursday night, the most popular uh, pick going in is those Ravens over the Jets. Yeah. So um, if you're still alive, congratulations. I know you'll be uh, looking for teams to pick, so that's a pretty good one if you haven't used your Ravens. All right, Dave, it's time for the fantasy go-back starts of the week. We're moving into the postseason. Mm -hmm. Or I are we? <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you joining the Giants, the Skins, and all those other teams? <laughs> the Falcons, the Casey, I have a bye this week as I await the uh, <laughs> my consolation prize. Uh, ha having been eliminated last week in the consolation pool, I now await the uh, the eleventh place game against the Snivellers. But when I go back in time in this fantasy go back, Casey, I go back to a time when I played Robert Woods instead of Alshon Jeffrey, who stubbed his toe in the second play or third play from scrimmage. Robert Woods got an 18.7. I lost by 13.4. And that was very, very disappointing because it was, though, so representative of my season yeah. as the bench player, uh, the guy I chose, you know, one week from the next. It just seemed like I always had the wrong guy uh, in the in the lineup and my bench going off. So there you go. <laughs> if I can one-up you on that, I just barely didn't make our playoffs. So I am in the consolation pool, and I was on a bye this week, and <laughs> I managed to score 131.46 points. So had one of my best outings of the year, uh -oh. off or not, yeah. as I wait uh, a matchup with the badass Broncos next week we'll see who wins that one it will be interesting but it uh will be indeed i'll tell you what uh, casey man dude oh so uh, fantasy <laughs> season's lost all right dave i'm gonna get to something a little better than that if yeah. you 
Need yeah, more football dudes action? Yeah, head on over to the App Store and download the free app, Hot Mike. It's in the App Store. Use the invite code Football Dudes for access and join our broadcast as Dave and I will be calling the Bears Packers game this Sunday. Hot Mike gives you the fan the ability to engage with us in app on chat and Twitter and tune out those network suits and tune in to the Football Dudes. It's a whole lot of fun and absolutely free. It's a brand new way to listen to football once again. That is hot, Mike. It's a lot of fun, Dave. We had a blast last weekend doing the Niners and the Saints. And uh, this game this weekend, Bears-Packers, is going to be pretty good. Nice. Speaking of Bears and Packers, Dave, we got the Bears and Packers coming up. And this has huge NFC North ramifications. And the Packers are five-point favorites at home. But, Dave, I'm going to go ahead and talk about them. Them. them Packers. Um, you know what? I'm going to let you talk about them Bears first. Talk yeah, about let me bears. get a little bear action in here, Casey. I mentioned the Bears last week are not good offensively, and that uh, they okay, weren't. Cause... Overall, statistically speaking, right, <laughs> on the year, they are 28th or 29th in total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, and third downs, and 26th in points, which is their, uh, their forte there, Casey. <laughs> However, <laughs> as you may have noticed firsthand, uh, Mitchell Trubisky has put together a couple of pretty dang good football games, including three touchdowns Ugh. and 115 and a half rating last week, as well as 63 yards rushing. So he's got his legs moving, too, uh, and he had a rush uh, touchdown as well last week. Um, that's two weeks in a row with three TD passes and 115 rating for Mitchell Trubisky. And, man, he has been getting fried and burned. And uh, they just want to get this guy out of Chicago all year long because he's not Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, dude. But, you know, he's only in his second year. And he's, you know, he's starting to put something together here. If we can finish this season strong, we'll see. But, um, you know, David Mar- uh, Montgomery running the football 86 yards last week. Tarek Cohen, eight receptions. So they've got a nice one-two punch there uh, from those two guys. Allen Robinson, two touchdowns last week. And uh, so Anthony Miller, also a a touchdown for those guys. So they're putting together some offense that they haven't had, uh, you know, basically all year. Uh, Defensively, though, this team uh, has been keeping them in the games and stuff, and that's why they're still sitting where they are, where they have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, They're fourth in points given up at under 18 a game, seventh versus the rush. And they're seventh on third down. And, of course, Khalil Mack is uh, one of the big factors there, um, getting it done defensively for this team. Not quite as good as they were last year, but still a lot of the pieces in place uh, to play some really, really strong defense. Dude, this is the 200th meeting between these teams, and it feels like the pack have won most of them. But, uh, you know, to talk about these Packers, it's not like they do anything great, but they're not terrible at anything either. But right. they have one of the best ever to play the position at quarterback. And with Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance. Yeah. And on the year, dude, he's got 23 TDs and just two interceptions. And in his past eight games at Lambeau against those Bears, guess what? 23 touchdowns and just two interceptions for a pass wow. rating of 116. Yeah. So um, I love it when weird stats come together like that. <laughs> and those two interceptions on the year is why they have a plus 11 in the turnover ratio. Speaking of Aaron's, Aaron Jones is putting up a really nice season. Top five, if you will, maybe over 1,200 combined yards from scrimmage. Second in the league with 15 touchdowns. He has really got a nice one-two punch there with him and Williams. Um, the receiving core at time has been a mass unit, but Devontae Adams finally getting back to form. 
um, looking like his old self and is just in time for a playoff push. And there was actually a Jimmy Graham sighting last week, believe it or not. You know, you move it to the defense. Everybody talk about the Smith brothers and their 21 and a half sacks, but quietly do. Blake Martinez is becoming one of the better linebackers in this league. He leads those pack with 128 tackles. Wow. And the biggest difference, though, from this team from last year, in one-score games last year, the Pack was 3-6-1. and one. In one-score games this year, they're 6-1. and one. They got two games after this at the Vikings and at the Lions. Pack dude have an outside shot at hosting the NFC Championship. This is a big game. Big time, dude, and divisional. It's always good, man. All right, case up next. It is the Texans at the Titans, dude. Another really big divisional game. Titans at home favored by three in this one. Dude, this is a hard team for the Texan fans, man. Like was mentioned on the show last or on Sunday, good enough to beat the Patriots home, bad enough to get the crap kicked out of you by the Broncos. But really, it's self-inflicted punishment from these Texans. Penalties and turnovers really cost them against those Broncos. Last week, they were down 14 because of that and couldn't even recover because of that hole that they did. Now, the, the Texans averaged last week 6.1 yards per carry, but they only ran it 23 times because of all what? those mistakes, because they fell Dang. down so early in yeah. the game. But Nuke is the playmaker there. D-Hop, dude, this guy is maybe the best receiver in the NFL. He's got 93 yeah. catches on the year, and he's had at least five catches in 17 straight games, dude. That wow. means you cannot cover this guy. He's yeah. a sick freak. They just need to get that number two spot filled in. And Fuller's looked great at times. He's just not been able to stay healthy. So maybe Kenny Stills is going to be that guy. He's got a lot of top-end speed, and he's got really nice hands, too. They just need someone to be that guy. Now, the good news is with two wins, the Texans can clinch the division, even if the Titans do the same because Houston does have the tiebreaker with a better division record at 3-1. and one. Their next two games after this is at the Bucks with who knows what the hell Buccaneers team is going to show up and then <laughs> right. they host uh, those Titans in week 17. So, but you look out of this AFC South, interestingly enough, if you look at the top four teams, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Texans, the Patriots, the Patriots in that mix are 0 and 3 in that round robin while the Chiefs, Texans, and Ravens all finish 2 and 1. So, hmm. that tells me this team can be the best if they can just get it clean. Got a tough test on Sunday, bro. Yeah, big-time test uh, on Sunday against this uh, Titans squad, dude. They've been running the ball like crazy, dude. Uh, they're a strong run team. Eighth in the league rushing and 10th in points uh, on the season. So, But they're really putting it together uh, more recently. And it kind of coincides with Tannehill uh, getting inserted in the lineup. I hate to say it uh, as far as Marcus Mario Mariota goes. But, man, this Tannehill is the Tannehill that the Dolphins wanted for oh, yeah. all that time that this is the guy because he is playing exceptionally well right now on the season his passer rating is 118.5 wow and um like last week it's almost 80 percent, 78 percent, and 400 total yards three touchdowns for a 140 passer rating check out these stats dude he joins aaron Rodgers uh as one of the only two players to have three straight games of 75 percent or better and 130 passer rating wow and he joins Russell Wilson as the only other player to have four straight games of two TDs and 125 rating. So wow. we're talking about a pretty nice stretch of football from Ryan Tannehill when he's, he's throwing the ball exceptionally well. Uh, the rookie, A.J. Brown, is the beneficiary in a lot of ways of that. Five catches, 153 yards, and two touchdowns last week uh, for A.J. Brown. Uh, but I'll tell you what, 
This team can run the football, as I mentioned. It's Derrick Henry, dude. As the game keeps going, Henry. he gets keep keeps getting stronger and stronger and it just seemed to mow over teams uh, in the third and fourth quarter 103 yards last week two touchdowns He's check this out dude he's ran for the last four games almost 150 yards a game on average and seven scores in those four games so he is absolutely moshing right now in this last four weeks kind of coinciding with Tannehill's uh, high efficiency uh, playing quarterback position on the defensive side this team is pretty awesome too. They're really strong against the run, and they're they're giving up just under twenty points a game. So it's strength on strength going against a really good Texans running game there too. Um, they can they can defend the run, and um, you know their defense is definitely a, a physical group yeah. as well. You know, so this is a team that is ready to go out there playing running the football and playing good defense. Those are things that travel well, and in the playoffs, that's the type of thing that gets you going. But unfortunately, right now for the Titans, they're the seventh seed, and they're tied with Pittsburgh with an eight and five record. But they're on the outside looking, and so they need to win these games. And like you said, there's two uh, against the Texans, this one, and then, and then the last one in the week in the fu- uh, of the season, and the one in between, the Saints. So man, this is some tough sledding for these guys. They need to win, and they need some help too. It's going to be some good football, though, this weekend. I'll tell you what. Wow, that's some Houston Oiler madness right there, dude. That is going to be a rocking game. All right, bro. Up next, we got the Los, your Los Angeles Rams (laughs) at my Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know how the hell this happened, but the Cowboys are two-point favorites at home. Go put all your money on the Rams, Dave, and tell us why. (laughs) All right, Casey. I'll I'll start off with this Rams offense um eighth in yards and sixth in passing even though it hasn't seemed like the fireworks that that we thought it would be uh, heading into this season there are 12th in points though at, at nearly 24 points a game they're not as good at running the football uh but however they have gotten the ground game going lately it's Todd Gurley with 113 yards and a TD last weekend and he's going for his third straight game with 100 yards and a TD. So he's they're, they're starting to get girly going, whether he's getting healthier, whatever the deal is. Um, he's starting to put together some games here. And ho- hopefully it's not too little too late for the Los Angeles Rams. But um, Jared Goff has been kind of a... I want to say a disappointment since they gave him that big ass contract extension since uh, on the season, a middling 84.8 passer rating and 15 touchdowns and just, and 14 picks. That's, you know, a 50, 50 deal there, you know, just not good enough, but coming off 293 and two touchdowns last week, have pretty good uh, game there. And the last time these two teams played, uh, he had two touchdowns in that game uh, as well. So, Oh, also speaking of the last time these two teams played, uh, of course, that was in that playoff game last year. Uh, Gurley got it going in that game, too, with 115 yards and a touchdown then as well. So um, this does bode well for this Rams football team. The way they've been playing lately and the way they played against the Cowboys last time defensively, you're moving it over to that side of the football. Obviously, they're a pretty strong defense. They're eighth in total yards, and they're giving up just over 20, 20 points a game. Um and obviously, what what can you say? Aaron Donald, you know what I mean? 11 sacks. He's a disruptor. Had a sack and a half last week. And he's the, he's the kind of guy that can really change a game on a play or two uh, if, if you're not careful and you don't watch out for that. This team, though, at 8-5, and five, they're the seventh seed, but they're a game back from Minnesota. So 
They need some help, and they need this win badly. Oh, you think their L.A. brothers can help them out this Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) They'll be looking for a little charger love against those Vikings, right? (laughs) Dude, they might want the help because, um, yeah, they they have a good chance to get back in this thing. Talk about my Cowboys here. They've lost four or five, and they haven't looked really good anywhere despite being the number one ranked offense in the NFL. I don't know how the hell that's still going on. And in the right. Cowboys' last three games, they've not scored a TD in the second or third quarter. And in the last five years, Dave, they've only won four games when trailing at halftime. Wow. So this is not a come-from-behind team that tells me they're not good at making in-game adjustments. Luckily, they eye- have Jason Garrett as their coach. That, my eyeballs have been telling me that, too. Yeah. But it all really starts with Dak, dude. He says all the right things, but he's not been good lately, especially against the Blitz. In the last three losses, he's only completing 50% of his passes hmm. against the Blitz. One TD to two interceptions and a passer rating of just over 60. That's bad news because the Rams like the Blitz a lot. So Dak has got to be player. And I'm sure um, – I'm not sure, actually, if they're listening to any of the coaching there. It seems like – I don't know that anybody really cares about the rest of the season. I haven't seen the effort from anybody out there. This is a really young team and it's starting to look like it and not in a good way. Dudes seem to be just freelancing, doing their own things. Um, a handful of cats. You mentioned uh, Goff getting that big-ass payday. A lot of dudes on this team got big-ass paydays in the offseason, and we've yeah. not seen the dividends on that. And I'm really just not seeing anyone show they got a fire or desire for this, man. Mm-hmm. The NFL is hard, dude, and if you don't show up each week, you get your ass kicked, dude. So, you know, maybe they're gonna find a way to get it done. You know, the good news is Brent Ma- uh, Brett Maher won't be missing any more kicks for the Cowboys, dude, <laughs> because he's been replaced by Kai Forbath. I'm not sure he's any better, but yeah. at least it's something. So, you know, but I am, you know, an optimist. I like to look at that glass half full so they did just finish a stretch of five games in 25 days and they really did look exhausted against the bears it looked like they were just depleted so maybe that 10 days off that mini bye week's gonna help and as bad as this crap has been dude cowboys are still in first place unbelievable right shocking right so there is something to be like hey we're still in this thing and if they do run out of it they get to host a playoff game it's just that simple and if you're in the the tournament, as Bill says, anything can happen. So yeah. Sunday, we got to see how bad these guys want it. I need to believe that they do. I do believe that they do. And if not, this team is going to look a whole lot different next year. You can believe that. So um, let's see what these boys are made of on Sunday. No doubt about it, dude. It's going to be a big game. All right. Speaking of some more big games coming up, it is the Bills versus the Steelers, Casey. Steelers at home in this AFC showdown with a two-point or two-point favorites uh, at, going into this game, dude. Yeah, man. AFC playoff ramifications all yep. over this one, dude. This guy actually got pushed to the flex. They moved your Chargers up because of that. Um, let's talk about the third-round draft pick, rookie Devin Singletary, man. He was off to a kind of a slow start. Gore got most of the Carizaris early, but this guy's really been a big part of the offense in the last few weeks. 
yep. season average of almost six yards a carry, just third in the league behind the guy. Oh, you might have heard this guy, Lamar Jackson. And Raheem Mostert's going up there, too. He's almost six yards a carry for those Niners. But let's talk about Singletary, dude. He's averaged five yards per carry or better in four of the team's last six games. That's and good, And the Casey. two games that he didn't, 4.5 and 4.8. Yeah, you're right. Wow. That is damn good, dude. Um, he has been a huge spark plug for this offense. You know who else is? Oh, Cole Beasley. Who's that? Oh, yeah. Former <laughs> Cowboy. That's He's right. got six TDs on the year. That's a season high. Uh, for Cole there. He's been a nice fit there. Smokey Brown, he's got five TDs. These, they got these small rabbits there that are great in space, but they need a big possession receiver, man. If they can add that into the mix moving forward, I think this can be a super legit team, dude. And talk about super legit, Josh Allen, man. He's played a whole lot better this season, mm. and he adds a dangerous rush element to this squad, too. Yep. I think he's got eight uh, rushing touchdowns on the year. He does need to work on his accuracy, but he's only thrown one interception since week five. So he's not hitting his receivers, but he's not hitting the other team's defenders. <laughs> hey! That's good. You know, that's a win in my book, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. But this Bills team is run on defense. Leslie Frazier there is doing a tremendous job. They're giving up barely 16 points a game. And versus the Ravens, uh, Hayden Hurst had a 61-yard touchdown, and that accounted for basically almost half of the passing yards that they gave up mm -hmm. in that game. On the Ravens' other 15 possession or 15 receptions, they totaled 84 yards. So um, this team is locked down in the secondary there, giving up less than 200 through the air. That makes for a simple formula, Dave. Score 17 points. Why? Because the Bills, <laughs> right. when they do score 17 or more, they're 8-0. And when they score less, they're 1-4. So a win versus these Pittsburgh Steelers not only keeps him in the playoff hunt, but that actually gives him a shot at that AFC East crown what? With a, against the Patriots next week. That yep. could have some huge stakes. So it's going to be an interesting three weeks for these Bills, dude. Starts on Sunday night in a tough place. I think there's going to be some little yellow towels spinning around. <laughs> That's right. And the Steelers, obviously, they know how to up their game uh, for the primetime. There's no doubt about it. They're one of the best teams uh, under the lights. Uh, let's talk about uh, not lighting it up, though. That's the Steelers offense, man. They're 23rd in points at under uh, 20 a game, and that's their best category. 28th in total yards, 31st in pass yards. So going against that Bills defense you were talking about, that doesn't sound like a very good equation at all for this um, young quarterback, Devlin Duck Hodges, who's played actually um, pretty dang well, uh, all things considered, pretty efficiently. His uh, quarterback rating, 103.2, is pretty impressive. Uh, last week, uh, 16 of 19, right? 152 yards, not that much, but high percentage there. So 117 uh, passer rating, and he, he uh, ran for 34, uh, two, uh, 34 yards as well. So, but this is an interesting stat. He's only the second quarterback uh, since the 1970, since the the merger, right? Um, that has won his first uh, three career starts as an undrafted rookie. Whoa. So out of nowhere kind of a dude winning yeah. three straight. That's pretty rare business, dude. So um, got to give this guy credit. He's he's getting it done. And, uh, you know, I never heard of him until he beat my Chargers about six weeks ago. So you got to give him credit, even though their offense is not pretty. It's getting it. It's getting just enough done. James Conner, uh, running back, has been banged up. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster now banged up as well. So they are short on weaponry there. Um no doubt about it. Snell and Samuel sharing the load at running back. And then 
Washington, uh, Deontay Johnson, some other dudes trying to piece it together at wide receivers, some guys that we just haven't seen a lot out of at, at this point in their careers, you know. So uh, this defense, this offense isn't necessarily going to light it up against a really strong Bills defense, so you have to look to the other side of the football. This defense has been getting it done, and this is the reason that these guys are sitting there as that sixth seed right now, the fifth-ranked defense in total yards and versus the pass, strong versus the run, and they're sixth in points at just under 19 points a game. So see how that matches up against that 17 number that you were talking <laughs> about for those Bills. It's a pretty close save right there, right? So um, these guys really have been getting it done defensively. Um, T.J. Watt playing strong. Bud, du- Bud Dupree as well at linebacker. Uh-huh. But then Devin Bush is really cranking it out. The rookie uh, linebacker has been such a huge addition for these guys. 88 tackles on the season. That's the most by a rookie in franchise history. So that's pretty – I mean, this is a, a great defensive franchise. You know what I mean? To, yeah. So, so he's, a, he's setting a mark like that. And then Joe Hayden uh, coming off two picks last week. So um, this defense is keeping them in ball games, And then uh, – Delvin Takajas is doing just enough to get him uh, just enough points to win some ball games. So they're sitting there at that sixth seed. They can't afford to drop any games along the way, basically, at this point, if they want to make the playoffs. So huge, huge game against a really strong Bills team coming in. Yeah, dude, you got to give it up to Mike Tomlin. Dumb Steeler yep. fan wanted to run this guy out of town. Yeah. He's on his third string undrafted quarterback. He lost Antonio Brown in the offseason. He hasn't had James Conner. He hasn't had Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. And he has and a yet, better win-loss record than uh, Juan. Don't uh, say my Cowboys. No, than uh, the other two previous coaches, the, the yeah. guys that have no, been there for and the, Yeah, and the chin. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's amazing. He's doing a great no job there. for this there. guy. I know, and they're just sitting right there, man. This is going to be an epic Basketball game. coaching. I can't wait to see how these last few weeks play out. That's oh, why boy. we love the NFL, dude. There's so much yet to be determined there. And if you love the NFL like we do, make sure you go to that app store and pick up Hot Mike. You're going to get to hear me and Dave call the games, interact with us. It's a very cool new way to watch and enjoy football. And if you love to watch and enjoy football, there are so many ways to check out the football dudes. This podcast is available for subscription on Spotify as well as iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Or if you like to kick it old school, footballdudes.com. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. He's Dave. I'm Casey. Enjoy week 15, people. We are out of here.